to the starting line. I'm Pastor Dan, and I really hope that this can help everyone, especially those who are just starting their walks with God or restarting their walks with God after a long time away. I pray that this podcast could be great for your foundation in the gospel so that you can know what it means to be a Christian and how you can start walking with God. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is The Starting Line, and if you are joining us for the first time, I am your host, Pastor Dan. I've been away for a while because of a mission trip, but I am back and I am ready to go. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, the point of The Starting Line, and we said this in the first uh, episode, is that it's very hard to grow as a Christian. And one of the reasons why it's hard to grow is because we don't know what a Christian is supposed to look like. And so the point of Starting Line is we are going to look at what Jesus says a Christian is supposed to look like. And from there, we're going to try to walk together, to grow together, to be more like Christ. Now, we've already covered three things that Jesus says a Christian is supposed to look like. We said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there's the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And so we were saying that a Christian, first of all, is not self-righteous, not full of himself, but actually poor in spirit and uh, finds itself uh, mourning because of its own sinful state. We're not saying we are better than other people. We are admitting that we are. We might even be worse. Like we have a lot of issues. We are poor in spirit, and that's how it starts actually to really grow as a Christian. And that makes us very. Uh, it makes us mourn over our sins. We don't, like we said last time, we don't scroll through our sins and just ignore it. But we we acknowledge it and we mourn over our sinful state. And then we saw that we are meek about it. Blessed are the meek. So we do not force our way, for love does not seek its own way. But we are meek. We are serving. We are humble. And in that way, we are imitating Jesus Christ. And I did notice that last time when I put up the podcast, I accidentally cut off the last portion. But that's pretty much what I was going to go over, that we are imitating Jesus. And we are looking like Jesus in this world, in this very forceful, uh, self-fulfilling world. We choose meekness, humility, and to serve others. And now we finally get to blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. This is uh, Beatitude number four. And there's a lot I want to say about this because I, I do believe that many people do not understand what it means to hunger and thirst for righteousness, especially in this context. Um, when people think about Christianity, especially those who might not have been to church before, but they see Christianity and like, like popular media portrayals, like they might think of like a nun or like a monk, or they think of all these rules or the Ten Commandments or something, or like I I don't know what people think about, but you know, in general, it has this similar feeling of restriction. We are restricted. We are legalistic. We have all these rules. We are oppressed. We are being held back from the things that will really make us happy. And that's what people think when they think of all the rules of Christianity. And so this type of beatitude might not make sense to this world. Why should anyone hunger and thirst for righteousness, especially after uh, seeing all the beatitudes that came before? Like, you would think, I want to avoid righteousness. In fact, like kind of like we might think of God like the heavenly lifeguard who anytime anyone's having fun or running around, God's just they're like, hey, you, no running, you know? And we think like God might be like that. So we want to avoid God. We want to avoid righteousness. We don't want to mourn. We don't want to be meek. We don't want to feel all these things. 
So, what does it mean to hunger and thirst for righteousness, and why do Christians feel this in a way that the world might not understand? And maybe this is something we should think about a lot because this is a big part of how we are going to grow. When we think about spiritual growth, growth as a Christian, we know we need to hunger and thirst for righteousness, but so often we do it the wrong way. And if you think about it, that's kind of why this is the fourth beatitude, why this needs to be after the first three. Because our idea of righteousness in the world, if we reject the first three beatitudes, it's, it's not going to seem like a beatitude. It's not going to seem like the blessed life. If we do not understand what the first three Beatitudes are saying, when God makes demands on our hearts or commands us to do certain things or not do certain things, it feels like a killjoy. It feels like he's keeping us from the things we want to actually really do. And it seems like he's just restricting us, grabbing us, um, forcing us to obey him. And this is why it's so important to understand uh, Beatitude 1, 2, and 3 before we get to 4. Because when we see in Beatitude 1, 2, and 3 is that the, the sinfulness of our hearts, the, the broken, nasty, selfish, worldly things in our hearts is not something that makes us rejoice, but it's something that makes us mourn. Sin is not something to be celebrated or even desired. Sin is something that is destroying our hearts. Selfishness is something that's destroying our hearts. Greed, anger, hatred, bitterness, lust, all of these things are destroying our hearts. And if you really stop and think about it, you know it's true. You know that these things in our hearts are actually killing our joy. Sin is the actual killjoy. Sin is the thing we should want to avoid. And only when you understand that, which comes from the first three Beatitudes, that the poverty of our spirit is not something that makes us happy, but makes us empty, makes us dry, makes us uh, angry and upset. That's when we finally understand that truly blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So when the Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit, it's not saying, yay, we're blessed because we are sinners and we are like completely like sinful and stuff. That That's not what we are rejoicing in. What we are rejoicing is that we are humble and we acknowledge that we are sinners so that we can turn to the Savior. And that brings us back to our main point of why we hunger and thirst for righteousness the right way. It's Once again, it's not just about, I got to be good, I got to be good, I got to be good. It's not just about self-condemnation or just uh, being very hard on yourself. It's an actual hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's a hunger and thirst for a better life, a better way with God. Uh, to give you an example, um, I am extremely, extremely out of shape. And um, so I did something called Tough Mudder. And uh, I actually signed up for the longer one uh, for this year, uh, my wife and I. And we actually did kind of enjoy it. But wow, we were dirty. And so on the drive back, like you do feel like a little bit dirty because, I mean, it's not as dirty as you feel because the mud and stuff like that, it kind of like dries out so it kind of cakes on you which sounds really gross but it doesn't feel as gross as like fresh mud just sitting in your socks or something and so 
Uh, anyway, so there's all this like mud kind of dried all over us and we're dirty and all that stuff. And so it just feels kind of like, ugh. like when people look at me like, wow, like that guy is really dirty. <laughs> and then um, what is the best feeling when you're that dirty? Finally taking a shower. And once again, it's kind of gross when like the hot water turns brown and stuff like that because of all the dirt and mud on you. But wow, it feels so good. It feels so refreshing. Like you feel like extra clean when all that nastiness is washed off of you. And it's that kind of idea. As we look at our poverty of spirit, as we mourn because of all this sinfulness and it makes us very meek and it just uh, brings down our hearts as we recognize how dirty we are, we hunger and thirst for righteousness. We're Holiness is refreshing because we want to get out of this dirtiness. We want to get out of this messiness, this self-destructive attitude and heart. We want to get out of all these things. And that's how we start hungering and thirsting for righteousness the right way. And this is how we start growing as Christians in doing good works. It's not just so that you feel like you're a good person. It's not just so that you become self-righteous. But it's because as you look in your life and you see the destructive power of sin and the refreshing power of God, your heart starts to hunger more for what God offers. And you're like, I want that life more. I want the refreshment of living clean more than living in these dirty, destructive mindsets. And that's the start of real change in our hearts. That's the real start of change in our actions and that's really how we start growing in a joyful way of doing good works so how does jesus want us to grow today how can we grow today as christians in light of this Uh, maybe it starts by just taking some time to meditate on your life um i know i don't mean this in like a sort of like an internet meme sort of way but really like when we take time to think about where we are in life right now with our life choices like really think about where is your heart is your heart in a healthy place is it in a very raw and bitter and angry place very lost alone um negative place like what what is the state of your heart right now and if you feel like yes i want to know more about God. Yes, I want to grow as a Christian. I want to do the righteous things, but my heart is in just such a bad place. I don't know how to hunger and thirst for righteousness. I don't know how to start doing good works with the right heart to grow in uh, mature actions. I don't know how to do that. Maybe what you need to do first is to take three steps back. Maybe what you need to do first is to just, once again, like we said, look at where sin has taken your heart. Look at the effect that sin, the lingering effects that sin leaves in your hearts. And maybe you have to mourn over that and acknowledge that, not just scroll past it, but to really acknowledge it and let it sink in deep. And as you do that, Uh, The Holy Spirit will lead you to want the refreshing cleanness of righteousness again. Or maybe you're not even there yet. Maybe you're like, ah, but I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, that real type of repentance yet. Then maybe you could start even more simply. Maybe you could start looking at how you are spending your time. Is 
when you wake up, is scrolling through social media, is that really filling up your heart with the things you want it to be filled with? Like, is it helping you be the person you want to be or to have the heart that you want to have? Maybe you need to feel the poverty of spirit that comes from us, the way we spend our time. Maybe instead of, maybe you need to just uh, stop and think about, I'm about to open my phone again for no reason. I'm about to uh, mindlessly watch shows online for no reason. I'm about to, and before you do these habits that you don't really think about that just waste time, maybe you can read the word instead. Maybe you can hunger and thirst for something more because you feel like these all these other things are just, they're taking up your time, but they're not filling your heart. And so maybe what you need to do is uh, to compare and to feel that poverty of spirit and then come back to hungering and thirsting for righteousness because you want more. And so I feel like that's a good way to start wrapping things up. So in summary of what we went over, um, a Christian is someone who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. And it's not just a legalistic thing or they just pressure themselves into doing good, but it's genuine. It's a genuine hunger because they look at the other things they could be doing with their life and they see how it leaves them empty, broken, selfish, and not where they want to be. And from there, they want better. And so they crave righteousness. They hunger and thirst for righteousness. And the beautiful thing is that Jesus says, they shall be satisfied. Thank you guys for joining us and we hope to see you guys next week as well. That was our episode of The Starting Line. We hope you join us next time as we continue to learn how to keep walking with the Lord together. So wherever you go, we'll be right back.